Hello and welcome to Wives and Weirdos, the D&D podcast set in the world of Fiello. I am your Dungeon Master, Darby. I'm Eddie and I play Anya. I'm Laura and I play Bertie. I'm Jake and I play Newman. I'm Johanna and I play Rook. I'm Mitch and I play Kayaks. And I'm Zoe and I play Ross. Let's jump into it. And so... Where we last left off, there were a number of revelations made about uh, the Wizards of the Ruins, uh, their plans, their... uh, and as well as uh, some hidden memories that Ross had locked off to her. Um, And Bertie was the only one aware of, uh, other than Sam, in order to... uh, have some method of retrieving those memories. Um, and when that was all revealed, things went a little uh, interesting. Um, yes, uh, but there, there was the night Ross and Sam had a conversation in, in uh, Sam's room. And the next morning came, and uh, basically Caius and Rook went off to run some errands on Caius's Pegasus. So, that is where we find ourselves. Um, is there anyone still at Bertie's that wants to get anything done? Uh, Bertie. Uh, yeah, I do, unless other people want to do something. I think we were all kind of having a very awkward breakfast, including with Sam standing there. Um, but he's kind of like, I think uh, Anya was helping him with Brecky, um, but, but he's kind of like been quite tense this morning. Um, I guess I'll really quickly describe um, as well. Uh, Bertie currently is wearing like the base outfit of his new look for season three that Zoe drew. Um, minus the armor and the half skirt, so it's just like a pink, uh, like little pink boots and like little black high waisted trousers and like black and pink floral pattern vest with a uh, big puffy sleeved white undershirt. Um, I will also note that visible on his right arm is the now healed but still very noticeable scar he got from the whole dominate person incident in Deus of Caius. Um, and uh, he had his hair out last night, but he's now got most of it pulled back into like a flower braid, uh, like the back of his head, like in the ref art. Just thought I'd mention that. Fun times. Um, but he kind of like is quite tense. And um, after a few moments, he'll kind of, because Ross is also there, I think Ross just had a, a very <laughs> quiet morning spent with Sam. Um, but, he'll, but he'll kind of like uh, move a bit closer to Ross and be like, Hey, um, can we talk outside for a bit, if that's okay? Oh, of course. Of course we can. Uh, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. And Betty will kind of, like, awkwardly, like, step out. Like, on the main, like, um, stones of... Uh, he'll go, like, just on the main entrance of the the house. Um, he'll kind of, yeah. like, look over his shoulder back. Right, Anya can't see, but he'll look, look, but look back over at Anya and just send a message to her, I guess, and be like, we'll be back soon. Um... You and Newman keep an eye on Sam. Anya, um, 
She doesn't reply back by message, but she does um, give him a nod and she's just now leaning up against the counter, um, drinking a cup of tea. (laughs) Uh, I will just very quickly, um, because uh, with this new day, past the... um, ball um and obviously the various outfits that we were wearing afterwards uh Anya is now also in a um relaxed version and by relaxed I mean she's just not kitted up with all the daggers and shit um of her uh new art thank you Zoe um which is like a little like black uh crop top for lack of a better word um and her dark black um pants that are like very sort of versatile and easy for her to move um she's not wearing her cape just because she is at breakfast um but uh within all of that she does also have her um braids now tied up in a bun just to keep them out of the way um especially now that she doesn't have an element of sight. So she doesn't like getting uh, there to be any sort of access to be able to get entangled without her um, awareness. Um, And there's also a fair few visible tattoos, including um, the facial tattoos um, that uh, sort of cover where her scarring was and um, add a sort of ornamental effect, um, as well as the tattoos she has on her wrists, um, one of which is a dagger surrounded by roses and the other um, being a symbol um, of which, who knows, maybe you'll find out. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, she leans against the counter and just gives Bertie a nod, um, and enjoys her tea quietly. Uh, Ross will, like, on her way out, she's just going to give Newman a little pat on the back and she's going to follow Bertie out. She is also wearing a more relaxed version of her new official art outfit, so she's wearing, like, the dark red pants with the knee-high black boots. Um, (laughs) They they are red bottoms, (laughs) So she's a fancy girl and then she's got the big uh, white puffy sleeved shirt with uh, the double puffs and the black bands she is not wearing her braces of panache but she does have her little green jeweling vest that has like all the gold accents but she doesn't have any of the Knights of the Seven regalia on yet um, regalia uh, and she just follows Bertie out Clarification, Ross, Ross is wearing the, uh, Ross has the illusionist braces, was that what you meant? Yes. 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 What did I, oh, I said birdies ones. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> Everyone's stealing my stuff, gosh. So many braces, my god. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, she's wearing the illusionist braces, uh, which I will describe for you all when she has them on. So, yeah, she follows Birdie outside. she's like, Um, so, what's up? Um, well, uh, he kind of, like, looks out at the, um, very overgrown garden outside and kind of, like, uh, turns back around and he's sort of, like, again, doing the thing he's been doing quite a lot, which is, like, he, um, uh, 
like uh, steeples his fingers, sort of, and then just like laces them together and holds them in front of himself as he turns around. Um, and um, he says, uh, "I just, well, I just wanted to apologize from um, the thing yesterday, the keeping the thing from Sam from you. White, uh, I just wanted you to know the way that he said it made me worried you were in danger if you found it out too early and." I, I made him promise when it happened that he had your best interests at heart and he said he always would, by the way, but I'm sorry I'm all, all the same. I, I I hope the information was worth it. I'm sorry for not coming up to after you either. Newman said he'd go talk and I figured you needed his cheer and just some space to yourself more than me, but I'm sorry about that all the same. I, uh doesn't really seem like it was worth it to be honest just like the rest of the stuff with the party but i just wanted to apologize i guess um about all that thank you you don't have to apologize birdie but it sucks it sucks that you had to keep that secret i don't blame you for it and i if we're apologizing, I am sorry too that I walked off like I did. Oh, that was completely understandable. And that was a, a I know, but I should have I should have let you know that I wasn't mad at you. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're not. I I still should have apologized. I, I, yeah. I still want to apologize to you. So, uh Thank you. Are we good? Always. Good. <laughs> cool. Can I hug you? Is that okay? Of course. She opens her arms. <laughs> Brody kind of like awkwardly does like um, steps in and gives her a hug. Yeah. Apologetically. Yeah. She's yeah. She just hugs him, and she is like, "I've said it before, Bertie, and I'll say it again. You have to do a lot more than keep a secret to lose me." <laughs> well, it's true. You're a pretty good person, Ruvari, and and everyone else as well. So, uh, excellent. I just got to do the best that I can to live up to that. But yeah, I um hope it was okay. And it wasn't too bad stuff that came out. Um, yeah, it. Yeah, it's uh good to know. Yeah, going I, forward. Um, I guess we'll we'll see what we have to do uh, with the council, and we'll discuss with everyone once uh, Rook and Kai's get back. I'd... They they popped into town real quick, um, so like uh, once they get back, we'll figure out what to do with Sam and what to do with the council and what to do with Karas. Probably at yes. this point that you hear in the distance. Uh... What's that? Ross immediately takes like a protective stance and like gets in front of Bertie. Another bloody as, dragon. As <laughs> the sight of a, a a white winged horse with uh, two figures riding atop it comes towards the mansion. Oh, that must be them now. What? <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. Repeat that, please. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. It must be, must be Kaius, I guess. You know, yeah, he took Rook with him. So yeah, it must be them now. 
It shouldn't be too long. They're pretty, pretty easy. Usually pretty good at landing. Uh. And the Pegasus comes into land gracefully on the ground. Hello. Sorry, we just quickly ducked out into town. <laughs> Hello. Who's this? Oh, well, Rook? let's... Oh, this is uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my new friend. This is uh, Theodore. Theodore. Yes, Theodore. This is Ross. Revi. Ross you is fine. Ross. Haven't met Teddy before? No, I keep forgetting no. I haven't actually introduced him to very many people. Ross, yeah. like, looks at Birdie and she goes, I know very little about what Caius has done this year, apparently. Oh. And she gives Birdie, like, a meaningful little eyebrow wiggle. <laughs> uh, so Birdie, like, uh, stares at Ross for a moment and then starts going, and then looks very blue across the cheeks. It's like, well, I'll let you guys get acquainted. I'll go and uh, check to see how everybody's inside. <laughs> As he scurries back inside real quick. So, Teddy. Wow. How long have you known, Rook? Um, phew, uh, this morning, pretty much. It was a bit of a surprise for me as well, I gotta say. Yeah. I've, I've never seen a, a Teddy before. Well, I mean, neither have I until I saw him. So, um, although I, I technically did see him a little earlier than you did. Um... Yes, mm -hmm. but here he is. Cool. How did... We... Sorry, I'm just a little surprised. No, that that's fine. Um, <clears throat> it's a very surprising creature, really, when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, they... You don't really see very many of them, do you? No. No. No, apparently Teddy here came from a, a different plane that Caius went hopping to. You went to a different plane on your own to get Teddy? Oh, goodness, no, I'd, I'd get lost. Um, no, uh, Bertie came along. Of course he did. Yeah, uh, may I? Hello, Teddy? Can he understand? Do you understand me? Um, Teddy nods. I, um, I could be wrong, but I think he knows more languages than I do. <laughs> Probably certainly knows more than I do. Um, may I pat you, Teddy Theodore? Uh, Teddy nods Ted. quickly and then uh, bows down to, to offer his head. Ross very gently, like, pats his little mane. I'm assuming it's very soft. Uh, yes. Yes. Very, very soft. Oh, my God. And she looks over at Rook and she's like, and you've just gone for a fly with him 
Yeah. Actually, surprisingly, that was like so much more fun than like going on the airship. I hated the airship, but a flying horse. Well, no, sorry. A Pegasus. That is really cool. Huh. I mean, I I can fly occasionally too, but that a Pegasus. <laughs> what? Caius. Yes? What encouraged you to get your friend Teddy here and bring him to our plane? Um, well, I, uh, I mean, Fredward is amazing and he's doing fine back at um, my parents' house. Um, but he was uh, really struggling getting up the hill uh, every every day, and um, <clears throat> I did a little bit of research. Well, uh, my a couple of my sisters did a little bit of research for me, and we came up with this because uh, we figured a griffin would probably just eat too much, and and I, well, I mean, look at Theodore; he's gorgeous. He is a very beautiful Pegasus. Yes. Ah, so, so for convenience, you and Bertie went to a different plane of existence. Yes. Got a Pegasus. There was a bit in between, but yes. And, and now he's just here to fly you to your house. Um, well, and... From my house, yes. <laughs> cool. I, I, I don't know why I'm surprised, but this is very, um, this is quite confronting. For and she checks an imaginary watch, like seven in the morning. This is quite confronting. Well, I, Sorry, Teddy. I mean, if it makes you more comfortable. I don't know if we've got the time now, um, but I, later on, if you wanted to go for a ride, it's um, it's very comfortable. It's, um, uh, well, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Well, I mean, it's a little bit uh, bumpy sometimes if you hit a bit of, uh, a little pocket of wind, but it's nothing like riding a phoenix or anything that hurts. You've ridden a phoenix? Um, well, sort of. We sort of held on. We? But yes. Who's we? Um, well, Bertie and I. We went on the trip to get the Pegasus. I feel like I'm talking to a wall. Uh, apologies, Caius. Um, if we get the time, I would love to go for a trip with Teddy later on. That would be brilliant. Uh, and I will just um, quickly pause the time as well. Um, Bertie walks into the house. I'm um, kind of like just carefully closes the door behind me. He like walks into, I presume Anya is still doing the same pose and Newman is probably doing the exact same pose and Sam is just staying there uncomfortably somewhere. Just stare at um, 
That's Sam every now and then. <laughs> Anya's like she's very curious as what to ha- as to what happened last night. Mm, okay. Anya has a good idea of like, you know, the things around her from just the sounds of everything. So she'd know where Sam would have pulled out a chair and sat down. And um, she knows, you know, obviously having stayed with Birdie for the whole time skip, she knows like the layout of this kitchen. Mm. So Sam might be mistaken in thinking that um, her kind of standing there and looking through him is just completely coincidental because she's blind um, so that unnerving, just dead-eyed stare, um, oh. you know, it must be accidental. Of course. Yeah. Um, and Bernie clearly closes the door, takes him the side. It's like, um, okay, Newman, you were quite surprised last night. Alanya, you, I don't even know why I would be surprised. You haven't heard about Teddy, have you? Uh... Teddy? I, okay. Um, oh, I, 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 to do with... Is this to do with when you went away for a while? Uh, maybe. <coughs> um, well, not to do with the thing last night. Um, Daddy, but earlier, you already yes. haven't addressed Bianca. You can't... This can't be another... <laughs> oh no 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 not nothing like that. It's not a kid. I mean, not in that way. No 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 no. <laughs> um. Uh. Cool. Whatever. Like to come outside and meet Teddy. This is not a. I have not sired Teddy. Teddy is a a friend of Caius's. Um. I friend pet mount. Not that sorry, kind of pet. Ah. Oh! I'm sorry. I shouldn't have made the assumption that was not fair. I mean, I would love one, but oh, good God, I hope not. <laughs> I'm glad you're staying safe. I would love to meet Teddy. Yes, absolutely. Um, so cool. Uh, Nima, would you like to, oh, Sam, you can stand in the doorway, maybe. That's probably the best option right now. Um, cool. All right, Anya, um, Hey, uh, so Betty, like, the, while he's doing this, he kind of, like, scurries over, like, um, uh, well, uh, can I take your hand? Yes, of course. Cool. And Betty will take, uh, Anya's hand and gesture to Newman to come along if he wants to, and he'll lead her outside, where there's, while the, where the commotion is probably still going on, Ross is like, Pegasus! Okay! <laughs> Interesting! And, and like while Betty's like leading on your eyes, like, so okay, so I f- kind of forgot to mention this because I, it's weird. I like not saying everything. That guys has a pet Pegasus. Oh, you can probably listen. You can probably hear its wings and stuff. So probably if you've heard wings, that's been what it's been. I don't know why I haven't mentioned it. I just thought that there was a very large. Bird around. Technically, yes, but it's got hooves and it's not a griffin. That explains so many odd noises. He's had it for a while, hasn't he? Yup. Quite a few months. I I, I honestly thought he would have told like Rook or like Ross or something like that, but apparently not. So I think we might as well tell everyone. I'm right, aren't I? 
uh, when you were there. Y- y- yes, yes. We went to Arborea. <laughs> Anya, um, she squeezes Bertie's hand a little bit. And um, he'd feel like the magic of message, like tingling <laughs> through. Um, and she's like, I haven't forgotten. You still need to tell me how it went last night. Not now, but soon. Uh, Bertie kind of like tenses a bit. Uh, if anyone like, looks over at him, um, he is like, it goes even, he's like, the, the blush is back there. He's like, and Bertie kind of like um, doesn't respond, but he kind of like squeezes her hand. Um, and she can probably feel like the gesture because he's standing closer to her that he nods. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. She, this is acceptable for her. She <laughs> takes that as payment and is on her merry way. <laughs> Excellent. But it's like, cool. So everyone's having fun with Teddy. I just realized Anya doesn't know about Teddy either. So here is Anya as well. Isn't this a fun morning? Oh. Yes. Hi, Anya. This is um, <clears throat> Theodore. Uh, Theodore Felix Silvius. Uh, Theodore, meet my friends. Um, uh, Darby, Theodore is a magical creature, correct? Yes. Like I'm assuming a Pegasus yeah. magical creature. Yes. Um, if this in any way feels both Darby and Mitch off in description, please let me know. Um, but Anya can probably, while she can't see Teddy, she can probably feel like a a warmth, a radiant sort of warmth wash over towards her, like the rolling of the magic radiating out of Teddy. Um, And it's not something that's scary or necessarily overwhelming, but like when you get a warmer sort of summer breeze on a really nice day, does that sound accurate? Seems reasonable. Yep. Which is nodding, so I'll take that. Um... So she sort of feels that and she cocks her head a little bit because it's such a sort of a lot more magical, like a lot more natural and magical feeling than she's used to because obviously with everyone having their inherent magical abilities, it's still quite loud and it's structured in ways that they dictate rather than just being naturally a part of them. Um and so she's kind of a little bit speechless for a second and then she's like, uh, may, can I, um, and she kind of reaches a hand out. She's like, may, may I? Oh, uh, of course. And I'm going to lead, um, Theodore over. Um, He's a, he's a sentient creature, right, Darby? Yes. Yes. Would I have to roll an animal handling for this or something? No, it would be close to a persuasion. All right. Um, uh, like, I I would, because, because they share traits with animals, I would allow an animal handling, but... 
a persuasion would be more accurate. Um, so that's a seven. And I kind of feel if you're happy to let me flavor this. Mm-hmm. Um, so she probably reaches her hand up to sort of pet Teddy, like on the horsey forehead area. Um, but her magic is still quite chaotic in a lot of regards and still not quite natural through her. Um, So it's almost a bit staticky at the moment too, because she isn't used to this other feeling of magic. Um, So when she reaches her hand up, it probably crackles and statics a little bit, um, which I can imagine Teddy doesn't necessarily react the best to. No, uh, it's not a violent reaction, but it is. It definitely backs away at it. I oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I uh, I'm just not used to that kind of magic. I'm sure he's magnificent, Caius. He, he certainly is, and I apologize. He's not used to uh, big crowds yet. It's, uh, I understand the feeling. Fun fact: Newman can apparently talk to him. At least I think he was talking to him. He was doing a weird singing thing in a weird language I didn't understand. Uh, what? <laughs> Oh, Numi met him last night. Newman? Um, Newman is standing in the doorway behind Sam. Um, and he goes, Yes? What? <laughs> oh, it's... It's, um... Uh, I've learned a few languages over the break... Um, celestial included. Uh, they, they, they speak celestial. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Um, actually a pretty fun language. Okay. Yeah, no, he's, um, really, really fun to talk to. Was there a talk of a meeting? Sam rudely interrupts. <laughs> uh, um, is Sam asking Newman? Because the, he's asking the group. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, mm. uh, Betty looks at Ross awkwardly. Uh I had spoken with the council and the convocation last night that we should discuss the events of the previous evening today. Uh, We were waiting for Caius and Rook to return to decide whether it should be all of us, all of us minus you, or just the three Knights of the Seven. Are you in a rush to be somewhere, Sam? Not in particular and 
is there any reason why you feel that we should not have a quiet moment this morning considering everything we did last night? I think the things that happened last night need addressing. Sam? None know that more than we do. But I would be wiser with what company you choose to push. I just gotta say the visual of Newman standing directly is he like directly behind Sam? Yeah, his, his head's like time. poking. Well, actually, no. His head, his head isn't like poking out to the side of Sam's head. It's it's above, and <laughs> maybe a little bit to the side. No wonder Sam's like, uh, can we do a thing? It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, then, if that's the case, then we're all here. So, group decision. All of us, six of us, or three of us. Well, I'm fine with any of them. Depends what people are comfortable with. I think either way we're going to check in, but um, I'm happy to just go as one of the knights um, or as a group, or if we think Sam could be useful as well, with Sam as well. I, um... I'm... My strength doesn't lie in speaking to members of the convocation. It often doesn't go well. Um, but I was there last night and I am happy to retell anything I need to. Otherwise, if needed, I can stay here and watch over Sam. Whatever works best. Rook? Sure. Um... Yeah, I can go along. I might be able to help. I am um, uh, she looks uncomfortable for a moment and her eyes kind of flick over to Anya and then she says, um I've got ties of the convocation. I might I would like to talk with him and I might be able to help. Right. Well then uh would we like to be the whole group, or...? I don't see why not. Pose? I think there might be benefit to having everyone there. Um, but then again, we've also got to... Um, Well, I, I say this in the politest possible way, but, um, uh, you know, we should watch out for the new guy. That's fair. Pretty understandable. <laughs> well, I guess if we can all go, then we can get some insider information and we can keep in, keep track of it. Um, cool. All right. Yeah. Is everybody to go now, or are we going to grab some stuff? Uh, hopefully it won't take too long. You know how the, con- how the convocation get. And all that. Oh, is Sam staying here? 
Sam can come with us. He'll have some information. Let's go then. All right. So you head towards um, the the civic district uh, to, to meet at the the uh, the chambers of the uh, of the camp of the uh, of, yeah of the um, lords of the seven uh, and. When, when you get there, uh, six of the seven lords are present and um, several of the arcane convocation. Um, so, Pashorn is present, Ulrich is present, uh, Alazira is present, uh, Garnick is not, uh, Carvenum is... Uh, yeah, Carbonum is not. The cell is not. Uh, uh, Fina is. Uh, Le is not. Olpip is. Verona is. The guard is. Basilor is not. Of the lords, um, the Theron is not present. Um, the Dwarvish Lord who died and was brought back last night. Um, however, uh, Lady Daphne Stov, Lady Valorant Pyrrhid, Lord Zachman Greenflower, Lady Florette East, East Sworn, Lord Zolna Horver, uh, who I believe at least one of you met last night. No, he, he was who you met with a year ago. Uh, and Lord Raymond Slatebrow. But he kind of like adjusts his collar as, <laughs> as they're standing in, and then like kind of leans into probably like um, tucked himself to Caius's side by that point. Like it's a very serious meeting. Caius <laughs> uh, has also gone like full business, like as soon as he walks in the door. Same, and it will be noted as we were leaving Birdie's house, Ross would have grabbed her Knights of the Seven regalia, so she's got like these like gold tassels attached to her big like symbol of the Seven, um, and she's also got her her old rapier that Newman gave her, but it's been like done up a little bit, so it just looks a little fancier. Uh, no actual bonuses to it; it just looks better. So. <laughs> Yeah. Bernie I'm, has not got any of that um, symbolism. He's just kind of like standing there looking while Caius and Ross looking quite serious. He's just looking uncomfortable. Um, Anya also would have fully kitted up um, before leaving. She, her version of business mode, while not necessarily um, putting on the business for the nobles, is having all of her weapons on her person. <laughs> um, she also has her new silvered cape on her which is like a little sheer floor length number that's um, something fancy that's for me not for Anya that's for me <laughs> Newman isn't geared up except for the random sword that was thrown his way uh, which he's brought to give back to the owner he's hoping he's yep. here yes Hi yeah. Sean is here yes uh, 
at his earliest convenience, Newman yeah. will be approaching him. Yeah. Okay. Or them. Uh, Alright. So, um... Who would be the first to speak? Um, Alpip probably would start proceedings. So Alpip is this kind of uh, older, middle-aged gnome. um, Kind of this spiky... If, if, If he was, like, human, it would be salt and pepper. But with his hair rather than the black, it is a uh, vibrant blue that is laced with grey. Um, and, yeah, so, uh, Gnomish Fellow, he has, um, yeah, no facial hair, um, wild uh, blue eyebrows, and wears mostly dark clothes um, that appear to be uh, very movable. I've never been more attracted to a member of the convocation. <laughs> uh, yeah. How we did not foresee something the extent of last night occurring beyond me. But that is neither here nor there. It has happened now. question of course as you would all understand is where do we move forward that is certainly what we came here to ask of you as far as I see it this is something that has not happened before The wizards have now shown their hand. They have shown what they truly stand for. I, of course, my position would usually force me to stay neutral on these matters, but I would suggest to the lords that this, this has been act of war and that you would be justified in taking up arms against Karas. What this would look like, that is not for me to say. You all know that I would much prefer uh, subtle weeding, but when they take a strike such as they did last night on our union's elite powerful and I don't think that that could be met with us appearing to lay down if anyone's watching Anya she um, is clenching and unclenching her fist very hard but she's pointedly not saying anything um because she does not want to say the wrong thing (laughs) but she does look there are a couple of points 
that were said that she just looks stonier and stonier. If there is a pause and no other lord looks like they're about to speak, Caius will step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Lords, whilst um, I do agree with most of what uh, Lord Olbip said, there is this, this was a definite act of aggression. And it does need to be one that is responded to in kind. However, I would urge the lords to understand that your enemy here is not Karas. It is the wizards who have started this affair. I believe if we are If you will allow me to use your words, Lord Oldpip, um, join in an act of war. It should be in taking up arms with Karas, not against. If I may, my lords, I have to agree with Lord Silvius. As a Karasi myself, all a war would do is harm the innocent. It may be best to simply defend your lands, beginning potentially with the Wizards of the Ruins Tower sanctioned in Dorum, which we do know to be of import to the Wizards, and perhaps leaving some time to potentially attempt eliminating the wizards before a war can begin. Um, Lord, uh, who, who it is? Probably Lord Zakin. Uh, Lord Zakin Greenflower, who's this human man, um, very rough, kind of sun-kissed face, um, rough beard, um, those, those short, uh, kind of a dirty brown colour, short hair, uh, says... Maybe so, but we cannot be seen to be weak on the world stage. We must not allow the people of Izin or Tsao or heaven forbid Navora, its warring kingdoms, to see us as targets ripe, ripe for the picking. Anya, um, she snorts very loudly. <laughs> um... And then she's like, I need you to know, um, respectfully, I do not say this as a Navoran. You have not insulted me as a Navoran. I barely know Navora. I have been adventuring since I was young. I am Navoran only by birth. But what on earth? makes you think that you have all not already shown how weak you are, not just from the events of last night, but from not helping Karaz in the first place. (laughs) You have to be joking if you don't think you're not already (laughs) weak. 
I believe what Alf. Sorry, apologies, Rafari, no, but no. events of last year. You chose the same people who made the mistake to go fix it. Did it work out? Yes, but that was laughable. Um, Dakim turns his face, uh, it turns to face Allpip, and he says, Is this true? Were these the ones that unleashed that monstrosity upon our world? Um, and Alazira speaks up. In, in... There's... Technically, yes. But... There... Was more to it than that. If I understand what occurred correctly, they they went into Wildshade when it was under attack. Uh, attempted to fix things there. And they were not entirely successful, but what they did stopped Infernal incursion. Uh, trading it for... Uh, who knows? Possibly a better one. Possibly a worse one. Definitely a slower acting one. And then from there, we had... There's... There was a uh, prophecy involved. Uh, I believe, my lord, the thing to take away from both what the lovely Alizira is saying and also what our friend Anya has said is that, yes, members of this party may have accidentally been involved in the summation of Zorthram Tathara. However, we were also the ones to defeat them. And if you may, my lord, look past the tone with which my friend Anya speaks, her statement remains fair. To be seen, to be weak, you must behave with weakness. To defend yourself, to get rid of the Wizards of the Ruins here, in your nations, to protect yourselves, is not weakness. It is a frontline offense. I personally would be willing to volunteer if you can guarantee us at least some time to go into Karas myself, with permission with this group and defeat the Wizards of the Ruins before a war can start. And save and save the people of Karas and save the unnecessary slaughter of your soldiers. To launch into battle is to launch into doom. The Wizards show their hand because they are strong. They are expecting you to fight back. 
The only way to prepare for a win is also to prepare for a loss. That does not mean they are prepared for a pinprick. My lord. Submit to my fellow lords. And he um, speaks directly to uh, Lady Daphne, Lady Valwyn, uh, Lady Fleurette, Lord Zolna, and Lord Raymond. Um, that we give these heroes a month. Month to deal with the wizards at the source while we deal with purging them from our own shores. I would suggest that the convocation are tasked with purging local uh, local chapters as they should have the resources and the contacts. But if after that month we cannot guarantee the safety of our people, then we are to declare war on Karas. And that would be understandable, my lord. If it is the wills of the lords and ladies present here today, we can make arrangements post-haste to travel to Karas and to give you any information we may know about the Wizards of the Ruins before we leave to better enhance your fight here on your own shores. I would say, where possible, my lord, to not make a public spectacle of this for the benefit of your own people. They need to see that their government is calm in this time. Um, Lady Volwyn speaks. Uh, she's a uh, copper dragonborn uh, figure. Very uh, soft features, um, but we, with like an almost thin uh, type uh, horn arrangement at the top of her head. I I agree with you. Uh, what officially, as a Knight of the Seven, is Ross known as Ross or Ravari? She's known as Sir Ross. Okay. I would agree with you there. Sir Ross. Is, uh, of importance that our people are not disturbed by this more than they need be. But I, I do agree that we cannot leave too much time I, I, I'm afraid I must support uh, Lord Beckham's proposal. Um, Rakul step forward and give a short bow and then address the lords. <clears throat> um, I thank you for your, uh, 
your cooperation with us and the plans that you're creating, they are wise ones. I would ask you, in this fight, the fight that is largely going to be focused upon stealth and subterfuge, will you be maintaining a channel with us to give us information on what you fight out as you fight from this front? That will likely be upon the domain of provocation. Um, and at that, um, on that, Tashawn says, oh, we, we have means of keeping in contact with uh, and your Patriots Rock. Excellent. I look forward to continue working as allies, then. And, and I might have to have a talk to you, Tashawn, about um, work and training and such. Of course. I'll talk to you later. And Rook steps back again. All right. If, um, and Anya kind of, I don't want to say looks to Ross because she's not sort of looking to Ross, but she kind of nods to Ross to sort of get a gauge uh, as to whether she thinks it will be okay for Anya to say one last thing. If um, Ross is going to let her speak. She's not going to stop her. Anya steps forward one more time and she's like, um, I am not the best with speaking within these regards. So apologies if some things that I say come across curt or blunt. To we will do this, or I know I am in, and I know this is a discussion between the whole party, but knowing my companions, I know that this is something we will do. And we will endeavor to save Karas, for that is what is right. You have had time to act to stop this from shifting and spreading. However, I will f I will give you the uh, luxury of forgiveness that many Karasis, including some refugees within this very room, may not afford you. For I have the luxury of being able to forgive your inaction on helping other nations out of kindness or out of a sense of duty. But um, just know that if we don't extend, if we don't succeed within the time limits that you have given us, and action is taken not just against the wizards, but against Karas as a whole, I'd maybe evaluate, and she kind of 
um, gestures across to um, like all of them. Evaluate those that you are seated with and whether you would recognize them from a wizard of the ruin themselves. Thank you. She takes a step back. Caius is going to flinch at something that Anya said there and is just going to sort of take a little bit of a pause. Um, And then is just going to sort of passively move his shield in front of him and just kind of tap it on the ground once um, and use his divine sense to detect good and evil. Okay, so remind me what detect good and evil detects. It's not alignment. It's not alignment, no. Um, uh, Within 60 feet that is not behind total cover, I know the location of any uh, celestial fiend or undead. Uh, There are none of those present. Cool. Uh, Betty watches him do that, but then kind of just like, doesn't say anything. <laughs> Anya feels him do that, both the banging the shield on the ground gently, and also probably the little twinklings of Kai's magic, which she doesn't feel very often, and has to school her expression of surprise. <laughs> um, so I'll pip face uh, up again. Uh, I take it that it sounds like we have a course of action. We have the convocation are to focus on the home front, weeding out these points of corruption home, and that you, Devon, have volunteered to uh, weed out the wizards from Karas itself as best you can. Mission duly noted. A month is plenty of time. We'll we'll do this. If you are able to, um, <clears throat> would you please um, keep us abreast of the situation down here as well, as we will be updating you on the situation in Karas. Of course. Uh, is there anything that we should note? Is there any information that the seven of you have that would aid in local efforts, particularly those of you who are Barassi. I just, um, if it was me in this room and not Anya, this would about be the time that I would just very subtly shove Sam forward very aggressively, but it's not. uh, But I just needed that to be known. Um, Anya does nothing. (laughs) Well, then good for your vibes, Eddie, because what Ross does, it, uh, Ross says, um, there are some of us here with quite a plethora of information about the wizards. If you would like, my compatriot Samuel Visk and I can give you a rundown of what we know of the wizards, if our companions would like to begin preparation to leave, or we can all, as a group, 
uh, speak to you. However, I do believe, as I said, my compatriot Samuel Visk has an intimate knowledge of the workings of the Wizards of the Ruins, at least in New Arcadia, and will therefore be able to assist in this regard. Yes, I, I operated um, for on behalf of um, a resistance unit in Karas um, as a mole within the wizard's security forces. So I have uh, knowledge of their organizational structure and of many of their typical security measures. I can definitely supply a rundown of these. Um, but I think the most important thing that should be known for for local efforts is that you hold the key to our lasting victory in this very city. Um, and ev everyone's eyes, like, keenly, like, narrow at Sam. Haven Sirag, the, the Dread Magister, um, or the, the High Dread Magister, is a lich. Um, this is widely known within Karas. I do not know it to be fairly wide, widespread knowledge outside of Karas, other than maybe particularly astute historians. But as is common with liches, any bright lich does not keep their phylactery nearby. He keeps his here in Dorum, in the in the Wizards of the Ruins power here. I would suggest that that should be that sh that should be a, a priority, and it should not be taken lightly. Um, and then he lists off a bunch of security measures. <laughs> Um, that I would probably take too long to go into the money you're sure of, but um, yeah. They need everyone else to be here then, or just um, on Ross? No, so so pe people are given leave oh, to sorry, go yeah. if they don't uh, feel that they need to still be here. Uh, Rook will stay, and she's paying okay. intense intention, attention to what he was saying then. Okay. Um... Anya's also going to stay because um, she does want to touch base with Athena um, once it's all over. Uh, but if the others are going to leave, she um, probably sends a message through the earrings and she's like, I, um, I need to discuss with Athena some, the protection of some items that I have in my possession. Interesting. Uh, Excellent. Oh. It's unrelated to anything, which is why I have not told you all. So, um, 
but he quite uselessly nods in the direction of Anya <laughs> when she <laughs> messages that to everyone. Um, uh, yeah, and he does also then um, tap Caius aside and lean and be like, do you want to stay or go? I will um, probably take my leave, I think. Um, yeah. In order to get prepared, I'm assuming we're probably going to leave fairly quickly. Yeah, definitely. I've got to go talk to um talk to my shop and get stuff sorted. Do you want to duck out? Uh yes. Okay. And then Betty um like bows to the um the council and says, uh, "Thank you very much. I will sit. Uh, I'll sort stuff out straight away and um get ready. Uh, cool." <laughs> and awkwardly kind of like um, scur- scurries out along with Kaius. Newman, are you staying or departing? Uh, Newman's staying. This is this is very key intel for Newman. Yeah. Alright. Um so yeah, I, I won't I won't go through it all because it's it would be a lot. It would take a lot of time. Um but yeah, a lot a lot of um typical arcane uh traps and devices and illusions are listed, um, as well as a few mundane ones. Um and and extra caution is uh, suggested for hunting the phylactery as part of its purpose is to uh, part, part of the purpose of the protections for the phylactery uh, is to uh, is to provide souls for it to feed off of. Um... So, Yummy. Yeah. Hence being the thing that keeps Taven alive. Um, so I don't know if Ross wants to add anything to what Sam is saying, but he's yeah giving pretty much as much intel as he can. Uh, Ross will add... Uh, Info that I totally know and definitely have written down. It didn't just take too long. Uh, no, she's going to add any intel that she has gotten uh, in the past, you know, length of time she's been with the Concord about what she knows about the wizard's presence exterior to Bapsashad. Um, and uh, any information that she knows about the Bapsashad Wizards of the Ruins presence that may be relevant to the Lords. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll probably say that as one last question before you leave, and that is mm-hmm. not about intel, it is, is there anything that you need? Any resources that would be helpful for you? Uh, a significant <laughs> amount of black disguise self scrolls or potions or whatever any capability you can give us as Rook said to disguise ourselves turn ourselves invisible uh, potentially as well many of us in the party are well versed in the healing arts and many of us possess scrolls of many healing spells if you could provide us with a few extras it would not go astray. 
or if not, at least some of the material components for said spells, if they could be provided. Okay. However, we understand that a lot of your efforts may be going towards the home front at the moment, so whatever you can provide us would be greatly appreciated. Considering the fact that you have given us a time limit on this, maybe some teleportation scrolls would also be helpful to expedite the um, travel time. Um, yeah, when 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 Alpip responds to that one, he he gives a very pointed glare at um, at uh, at Zachem. I don't know who that is. Zach- I thought he was going to glare at Anya, and it's no. like she can't fucking see you. Zachem, Zachem <laughs> was the one. Zachem was the one who set the time limit. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, fair. <laughs> also, question: Does Sam have a sword? Uh he currently does not. Okay. While Anya is having that little conversation and there and those two lords are having their little like snit fit about like, oh well guess who set the fucking time limit? Right, 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 right. Ross will like sidle over to Sam and just be like, Do you want any kind of sword that they can provide you, or would you rather we go shopping before we leave? Mm. I think if they can provide one, then that might make things easier wonderful do you want me to ask or do you no i i I will voice my concern um as my cover was very recently blown i find myself in the awkward position of being without arms um it would be greatly appreciated appreciated if i could be uh Furnished with uh, with some armor and some form of uh, some form of uh, finesse weapon. Uh, prefer preferably something uh, preferably something that will be effective uh, against undead. I'm sure that can be arranged. And um, Newman will step forward and he'll say, uh, do you perhaps have any form of allowing scrying without the knowledge of how to cast scrying or the ability? Um, Alazira says, I... Uh, I... I'm aware of such things. Um, I think we might struggle to find one at uh, at such short notice, but I can I'd loan you my personal one. Um, and she passes you a crystal ball. Yes. This is this is awesome. So this is a crystal ball of true seeing. Um, um this will come in handy. So when you are scrying, 
through this, um, it will give you a, a true depiction of what you are seeing. And it will ignore any illusions. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Right. And any final things that people want to ask for? Um, um, we, we should be able to get these, um, items to you by, uh, by nightfall. We, we hope earlier, but, uh, where, where should we have them delivered to? Are uh, you aware of the Berwain mansion? Yes, so we will, we will have them delivered there. Thank you. All right. We thank you for your time and your understanding in this matter and allowing us to take on this mission. And she gives a huge, graceful bow. How and then sarcastic ushering. is it? Oh, it's not at all sarcastic. It is 100% genuine. And then I'm assuming we're going to kind of do a little retroactive scene with Rook talking to Taishan in a moment. But uh, if we are all leaving at once, Ross is immediately going to turn around and start kind of ushering everyone out very professionally. But under her breath, she's like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Don't say anything else. Say nothing else. No one speak. Yeah. So as as the the four of you remaining uh, leave, like Taishan, Taishan will follow you out to discuss um, with Rook what. Anya will also um, shoot a message to um, Athena uh, as they're leaving, um, and she'll just be like, "I would like to speak to you regarding the artifacts." Um, before we leave, come find me when you can. Okay. Um, yeah, she responds, oh, okay. I will see you when I can. All right. And Tash, Tash, uh, Newman goes up to Tashwan and gives him back his sword. So Tash, says, Thank Tashwan you for this. is the one approaching the group as as well, because... Yeah, yes, Tashwan's yeah. coming with us. This yeah. is now the earliest convenience, and yeah. Newman approaches. Yeah. <laughs> This was his prepared action. (laughs) The trigger has been met. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It came in handy. Thank you very much. Um, And he uh, flicks his wrist and it vanishes. Oh. A magical conjuration or is that just making the sword disappear somewhere else? Just, Just making it disappear somewhere else. Ah, right. Right, right, right. Um, Newman has no other reason to be here, so he might just be on his way now. (laughs) Yeah. Rook, you wish to speak? That's right. Well, I guess... I guess, basically... We're probably going to have to talk about me um, not being able to come for lessons anymore, and I might have to see if I... I think some of you folks might be down a translator and a scrap at everything. 
Yeah. So I guess I'm going to have to join in a two-week notice on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think this might take priority. I think so. Although, hmm, that phylactery of Tavern's or Grox's. Your folks are going to be able to handle that? I... I think if we take... Uh, if we recognize that that is probably something that will require those of us... Uh, the, the most powerful of us within the convocation to deal with, then I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we're going to be here considering our timeline and everything. No, it will, um, it will certainly mm. take some planning on our part. Yeah, you send me a message as soon as that's all, it's all destroyed and everything. Of course. Then you, I think from, hmm. then you will know that it is uh, possible to kill Taven permanently. Absolutely, and I will be looking forward to that news. It's been hard getting information on him, but it seems like he's just going to be staying in Caress, I reckon. Otherwise, I might be staying here longer. If... Yes. Fortunately, the rumors are true, and he has been around since, uh, since New Arcadia was built. And he's probably been dead long enough that... He uh, not even the greatest of uh, resurrecting magic can bring him back once he is removed from this world. <laughs> That's good to hear. He's not going to come back after I'm done with him. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, one last point of business. I can't really say too much about this because I'm going to have to talk about it with them. But I've got another source of information, another organization that might be able to assist you all. Go on. They're not strictly legal. And I can't exactly say that I am a high-ranking member or anything. But I can make a proposal for you to work together if possible if you would be willing to accept them. They're against the wizards too, I think. You speak of the order. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. I'm not going to spill any secrets until I know that they're going to be protected and you're going to be protected. I just want the wizards down and David Sivarag specifically. Oh, trust me, I suspect Ulfip is already onto that. Oh. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, in that case, I might see if I can make sure that I'm getting all the information from Ulfip when I'm back in Caras. then. I'll let the group know that we're all working together and we all are aware then. That would be a good idea, yes. Excellent. All right, then. Well, I don't know if this is goodbye, goodbye, but thank you for all your assistance, old man. You have been a good pupil. 
Can't say I'm some magical mastermind, but you've certainly helped me learn to resist magic. And for that, I'm grateful. You're not that bad a teacher yourself. Yes, if, if you if you don't end up returning, I think I may have to actually take on an apprentice once all this is done. And if you do come back, well, maybe maybe there'll be an opening for someone with a head start. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Bertie and Caius, while you were while while all that was going on, uh, what were you two doing? Um, well, I imagine probably the second that we get out of there, it's pretty just babbling about what happened in the um the meeting to Caius. Um, they kind of scary, but it's like, okay, um, well, I gotta go and check in with um with my shop, uh, and then um, well, I kind of got like heaps of stuff like um at like I kind of started packing last night because I couldn't sleep. Um, I did get sleep though, so it's fine. Um, so I'm kind of, I, I'm assuming everyone has to meet back at my place anyway, so I should be pretty pretty much sorted. Um, what what do you have to sort out? Um, well, not much really. I just sort of want to uh, get myself into the right uh, headspace. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't left Dorham for a, a while. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, apart from just a little trip and stuff like that, neither have I. It's, which has been nice. It's been nice to stay in one place for a while. Yes, it um, definitely has. Yeah. Um, actually, I was, um, I was actually wondering then, um, if you're not too busy, I was wondering before we go, did you want to go visit your pa? Um, that might be nice. Let's do that, if you want to. Okay, um... As long as it won't be interfering with anything that you're, uh, any of your preparations. Oh no, of course not. The second I tell Marigold that she is going to have to be a, like acting manager while I'm away, she'll just be shrieking in the streets. So it's going to be great. Um, no, it, it won't. It won't be long. We can do this first. It'll be on the way anyway. If if you want to come, okay, if you sure. No, oh, absolutely. Cool. And like, but he like taps his hand. Oh, like, let's let's go then. I'll pick up some flowers on the way. Hey, Thank which you. one do you reckon? What, what? Which ones do you reckon would be his favorite? Um. Well, I'd. I'd be honest. I never actually got him flowers, so I don't know. Um. Your favorite then? Uh, well, I'm quite partial to Akani's smile. I think he'd like that. We'll grab some on the way. Okay. <clears throat> Off we go. <laughs> so you head towards the uh, Dorham uh, Cemetery and go towards the uh, kind of more uh, noble region and find the uh, the Silvius Mausoleum. Pius, um, would you like to describe the? Uh, the Silvius Mausoleum. Scrap um, your dad's grave. <laughs> not, not just not just your dad, but like um, yeah, 
your future grave. Your ancestors. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yes. Um, so it's a very uh, large cemetery. Um, and towards the back, under the shade of a, a, a few oak trees, there's a um, the entrance to an underground mausoleum, essentially, um, where um, on entering it, there's a, a brief bit of history about the um, the Silvius bloodline, um, a few. Um, notable figures in history um, and as we continue down um, into the mausoleum itself there are um, on the left and the right there are rows of um, tombstones which are set up from all of his um, his family's ancestors um, spanning many generations the Sylvius family has been in Dorham for a very long time. Um, very long, considering a lot of them are have elven or half-elven heritage as well. Um, as we get towards the back, um, there's probably another 20 or 30 feet of excavated um, room where there are just, it's just empty space. Um, and on the left-hand side, there is a fairly simple-looking tomb um, with yeah, an effigy of his father and the words Felix Silvius written on there. Um, <clears throat> and Caius is going to sort of walk up and just sort of do like a almost like half-hop steps in a way like he's kind of uncomfortable but also you know trying not to make a super big deal of it um and he's going to go up with the um bundle of flowers um uh, it's always so dark in here um uh, well i mean you um it's a sunny day outside, so um, you know that—that's something, I guess. Um, I'm going away for a little while. Um, we're going going to Karas. Um, haven't been there before, um, but I hopefully it's. Um, every bit as nice as what you've told me um, mum's doing well she's looking after the family um, everyone is um, we're getting along well I've I've got a, a new house um, that's the house is finished now um I think the last time I was here, it was still uh, being built, but I've, I've got that done now. The garden's still a bit of a mess, but, you know. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, these are for you. And he's going to sort of half toss the flowers onto the top of the tomb. Um, I didn't know what you liked, so um, these are um, flowers. Um, <clears throat> Well, um, I, I don't know what else, um, is new. So, um, I guess I'll, um, <laughs> see you next time. And he'll step back next to Bertie. So yeah, Bertie's just kind of been like just respectfully standing a bit of a distance. Um, and he kind of just like um like pats Kaius on the shoulder and then um, touches his hand again. Um, and then um he Bertie then goes kind of like just um just just bows um respectfully at the um at the little coffin. And he's like. Hi again. Nice to nice to see you again. Hope everything's going well up there. Um, thank you for letting us visit. I hope you like the flowers. You'll be really proud of Kai. So I hope if you can see his garden and uh, like his house, it looks awesome. I'm sure you like it. So uh, I will not nanner on because I've done that way too much <laughs> before. But um, thank you for letting us visit, and uh, we'll stay safe. I'll keep your boy safe, so it will. You both of us will each other. Yes. Sorry, guys. Um, cool. Uh, yes. Thanks, Felix. Great uh, bounce again. <laughs> and just kind of steps back. Um, and then touches Kaiser's hand again. He's like, "I said dumb stuff again." No, you. Um, that was. That uh, was very nice. Um, Not good at talking, Beagle, like, but it was good. It is a night. Yeah. Um, and Caius is going to uh, turn away towards the exit and he's going to quickly brush his eye um, and take off towards the exit. And about three tombs before the exit, um, there's a fairly extravagant tomb of one of his great 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 grandfathers um and he's sort of holding a um a sword on his chest and the fist is kind of extended and Caius is just going to quickly go over and just give it a little bit of a fist bump and continue <laughs> so cute um, and Bertie would know that he does this every time he leaves <laughs> the mausoleum Brady kind of just like looked looked concerned because Kaz is obviously not super cheery, but that's usually the case. Um, and Brady, but they come like smiles fondly and then patters out after Kaius back into the sunlight. Um, and then um, quickly looks over him, and then um, reaches out to take his hand. Hey, hi. <clears throat> Good visit. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean. Well, it doesn't get any easier, but... Um, no, no, it won't. You know, it's, it's good to do. Um, yeah, no. 
think it'll, yeah, it won't get easier, but um, I think it's good to do. Have you been thinking a lot lately about it and everything? Well, um, <clears throat> a little bit. Um, it's, well, I mean, I try not to think about it too much, but now that, um, no, yeah. Well, I mean, now, um, Ravenna's sort of up and moving and is, um, over in the Alec Isles. Um, everything is, um, you know, that, that sort of brings it up a little bit more. Yeah, no. <clears throat> Must still be hard. But, <clears throat> that's the way, isn't it? That's it. And I know it's still hard for you, but at least, at least, you know, that pot's that wasn't your fault. That Just definitely keep does remembering help. that. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm so glad, at least, for that. <laughs> so am I. Um, <clears throat> now we've just got to find the bastards that did it. That's it! Absolutely! Who knows? Maybe we'll find some information in Karas. <laughs> well, we can only hope. Right. Yes. On to the shop. Yeah, yeah, come, come break it. Help me break it to Marigold. She's going to be so excited. And we can go get some tea after and it'll, it'll be great. <laughs> Thank you for letting me come with as usual, though. All right. I think you'll like the flowers. And on that note, um, with Bertie and Caius ducking off to Bertie's shop, we're going to leave it there for this week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening. Have a great Thanks, week. <laughs> Sorry for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Do we have an ETA on start time? Because I am going to grab my water, but if we're going to start really soon, um, I mean, if we're not... Do I have time to make a cup of tea? (laughs) Is my question. You can can make a cup of tea. Okay, cool. Yeah. Only one tea anymore, and there will be death. Gives gives us time to farm for for stingers. Cool. Should I leave this? I, I won't mute myself then, just in case. No, <laughs> joking, I will mute myself. But we are, but... Kettle noises, bad. Mitchell? I was about to say, we are but humble sting farmers, plowing through the fields, looking for funny <laughs> jokes.